On this episode of Cutting Through the Noise, I'm joined by Lito Vizzuti. We talk about how marketing and journalism, media and photography are all connected. Hey everyone, this is Cutting Through the Noise with Cassie and I'm here with Lito Vizzuti. Hello. How's it going? Good. Good. Cool. So we brought Lito on the podcast today because, you know, he's a local marketing star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He has a lot of diverse background and interests in marketing. Um, Could you just tell us a little about yourself, what you're doing now? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't... I know there's a lot. We can dive in. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So uh, my background is actually not in marketing at all. Yeah. Uh, Journalism. Journalism and uh, storytelling, which, you know, is something that is uh, translatable to marketing. Um, And in fact, it's probably desirable and maybe even kind of buzz wordy catchphrasey Definitely. nowadays that storytelling is is uh is kind of the marketing. new wave of marketing yeah but um yeah so my background is in journalism uh, i went to the university of montana school of journalism and got a degree in photojournalism cool and worked for a uh daily publication in chattanooga tennessee for a number of years mm-hmm. and at what which point i, I met my beautiful lovely wife and we did some traveling ended up back in montana where cool. i helped uh um i was a part of the flathead beacon um sort of founding team that started that publication in 2007 and then in 2014 went to work uh for myself and and with my my wife uh jessica and yeah have been self-employed since then sort of cobbling together a somewhat of a living um on editorial photography and editorial sure. writing and now doing sort of more and more commercial work and marketing work yeah that's awesome so back when you decided to go into journalism mm-hmm. is that what you always wanted to do <laughs> sure <laughs> that's kind of our question yeah um i think that uh i never wanted to not do it so sure. i don't know if i ever made the choice that this is something that i want to do I just knew it was something that I didn't not want to do yeah you could handle it yeah. as a career yeah and I enjoyed it you know um with photojournalism it really opens up um doors of you know stories that you get to get into uh private people's private lives mm-hmm. and sort of behind the closed doors and in order to make the images you have to actually have to be there and be in the room and I I like the intimacy of it, and I like the challenge of sort of um, finding um, ways to capture real life in real time in, yeah. in, in an artistic way mm-hmm. and using those that left brain, right brain simultaneously. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's what they're known for, I think. I enjoyed that. So. Yeah, the journalism school here in Missoula is mm-hmm. pretty good. Did you enjoy yep. your time there? Yeah, it's one of the top That's 10 awesome. in the country. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I loved I loved that. I loved, um, you know, more than anything, more than like the learning that happens there. Uh, I think the connections and the community that you take mm-hmm. with you when you graduate um, really sure. means a lot to me and led to a lot of my jobs and, you know, still leading to other connections yeah, that opportunities. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So when, was, when did you kind of realize what you were doing in journalism was marketing? Or maybe that you could go into marketing. 
Well, I mean, I have yet to even say that I am yeah. I am in marketing. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking okay. through that question because, <laughs> you know, it, I think, um, I think maybe the transition was more on along the lines of, um, you know, you're trying to work editorial uh, through with, a, um, you're trying to work, uh, telling editorial stories sure. and, um, I'm doing this out of Missoula, Montana. Mm-hmm. I'm not in New York. I'm not in LA. Uh, I'm not in California at all. You yeah. know, that, I'm not in some of those big hubs of, uh, availability of freelance or 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 where um sort of the larger firms are or agents are um so trying to do that in montana um it takes a lot of work we go to new york uh we used to go a couple times a year we're doing it for about one time a year now to meet with editors to meet with uh, magazine editors and newspaper mm-hmm. editors sell stories pitch stories try to remind people that you exist out here right. and it's a lot it's a lot of work which i enjoy mm-hmm. um it's hard work uh, marketing yourself, pitching yourself. So maybe that was sort of my first foray, I guess, into sure. marketing was really trying to um, win over the hearts of the mm-hmm. editors out there that uh, to hire me to, um, you know, make sure that I'm the top of when the New York Times needs a Montana photographer. Um, there's a few folks in Montana that, they can uh, that reach out do that. To, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited that it's I've, I've been among those folks. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a lot of personal It doesn't marketing. just happen. Right. Yeah, definitely. And then when you're also trying to make money and you have organizations that are interested in visual storytelling um, from a marketing perspective, mm-hmm. um, it's also fun to participate with that. So I think that's sort of where that transition Kind of a natural from. area to jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something we talk about at Pintler Group a lot is how digital marketing is constantly changing. You know, we're constantly keeping up with the new trends and trying to figure out what's going to stick and what's going to go, you know, by the wayside in just a couple months. And I see journalism being similar to that. Um, journalism has changed a lot with, I guess, more digital um, sources. Do you, would you say yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the way that stories are being told has changed, but I think, um, you know, the fundamental principles of journalism, uh, I, I think still hold true. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So one thing that we really enjoy working with you on is video and photo, um, brainstorming. We just did a lot of that in the meeting we had before we recorded this episode, which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, kind of, in media right now, there's an overwhelm of anybody with an iPhone or a smartphone taking video, photo. Um, I guess if someone were to want to start marketing for their company um, in a photo or video aspect, are there any types of equipment that you think um, you would recommend for someone just getting started that wants to produce quality content, but, you know, doesn't have the maybe bank account for big scale projects yet? Sure. Um, I'm I might be the the worst person to ask about gear <laughs> okay. because I just don't um I don't put a lot of time or effort into uh into the gear. Yeah. Um however, you know, I always I always say gear is like uh pots and pans. It's like you can spend a lot of money on pots and pans and yeah. it doesn't mean you can cook. But if yeah. you do know how to cook and you can buy a nice pot or pan, it, it can make a difference. Sure. So, you know, I think it just depends on it depends on what you're marketing. It depends on um, what you're trying to produce to get out there, who your 
demographic that you're trying to reach mm-hmm. is. Um, you know, uh, I think that using there's nothing wrong with using your phone. I yeah. mean, phones have they shoot great videos, they shoot great uh, still photos. Um, and whether you're using you know a large larger gear or or your cell phone, I think it's important to have a tripod. Um, whether you're interviewing yourself, you know, to, uh, or interviewing others, uh, some sort of microphone that yeah. is decent. You know, uh, I have a lapel, just a tiny little Sony lapel mic that plugs right into my phone. Sure. So if I'm more, I use this more for journalism when I'd be out on an assignment and I needed just a quick uh, interview yeah. of you know, while we're riding in a truck. You know, I can mm-hmm. I can hit record on my phone, put the lapel, lapel mic on somebody, and then Make just sure put you're my listening. yeah yeah I can you put can my hear. phone in their pocket um, definitely. Uh, so a tripod, a decent microphone, um, you yeah. know, and then grow from there. I guess you know, definitely. That's yeah, that's what a good comes place to, to start. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So kind of on the same lines, we have a question that we like to ask a lot of our guests when they come on this uh, podcast. If you had, let's say, a hundred dollars to promote an event. Um, where do you think that money would be best well spent? Oh, like on what? Yeah. to prom- So maybe, um, earlier we were talking about how you so have an like, opportunity to buy a new camera, but you know, probably wouldn't be worth it for a single event or, then, um, and like a six pack of beer doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, if that's okay. what you'd spend <laughs> that's it on. That's going to get, cause that might like, get folks to the event. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I you know, to be quite honest, I'm learning a lot of this from you guys as yeah. we uh, as we navigate the the many channels. Um, I don't have a personal Facebook page, mm-hmm. so you know, personally, that would be a hard place for me to spend money. But definitely, um, working with you guys, I'm seeing uh, the impact that that can have on mm-hmm. um, on eyeballs and and getting people you know through the door. Um, so I mean, when you think about when you think about bang for the buck, you know, I still think Facebook is really hard to beat right now. Yeah. Um, but a lot it, of people on it. Yeah. Right. But again, I guess you know, for I mean, I get you're asking me what I would do. It just <laughs> it just would depend on what you know. What am I? Who's my demographic that I'm trying sure. to reach? If I'm trying to reach people that aren't on Facebook, then of course I wouldn't. Right. Know, be yeah. spending my money there. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, you know, maybe yeah. it's a face-to-face thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think that's good insight. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we like to see what different answers. I think people kind of find their programs that they really like to work with. Um, I'm sure you have some that you like to work with when editing yes. video or photo. Mm-hmm. What could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, process? I'm pretty much, you know, neck deep in the Adobe yeah. Creative Suite. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know. Um, Do you think there and... are any quality alternatives to Adobe? <laughs> That's I'm a personal sure there question. Are. I'm know, just curious. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure there are. You know, and and before, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of free editing tools that yeah. I think are very handy. Um, I you know, Audacity used to be a really great uh, audio free mm-hmm. audio um, editing tool. Um, yes, there I I could certainly put together a list. You of, could find some other of, things. Of, but yeah, when it comes to just like easy ease of integration and sure. Um, you know, back to the pots and pans analogy, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to have a few of those extra bells and whistles yeah. that you can rely on. Yeah. And I'm sure once you started using it and getting used to that specific platform, it's not easy mm-hmm. to change um, once you're kind of in the, yeah. in the works. Well, and it used to be um, what uh, Final Cut, you know, was mm-hmm. the industry standard. And now it feels like we're kind of 
at least on, at least in journalism, you know, everybody's using the Adobe um, Pro, yeah. um, Premiere, and, and Creative Suite. So yeah, that's the one you hear about most, I'd say. Yeah, probably. So uh, being self-employed, you kind of have a unique work situation. You work at a co-working space in town. Is that true? That's new. Yes. Yeah. So um, recently I started doing co-work, which was nice. Um, I have a home office too. Yeah. And uh, I worked very well in the home office for, I would say, a number of years. Sure. And then I just recently found myself sort of mentally having a hard time staying on task. Uh, yeah. Dig- doing a little bit more of the digging into life mm-hmm. around me as far as dishes or cleaning sure. or things like that, that I I felt like I needed to not just remove myself, but um, sort yeah. of give myself a, a brain, uh, a wake up. It's kind of a reset. A yeah. yeah. New space, new space around you always helps reset. So that, yes, I enjoy that. But yeah. you know, if I'm honest, to be honest anymore, um, well, and the more and more marketing I do, the less this is true. But um, if I'm sitting at a desk or if I'm you know, behind a computer, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not really doing the work I love. So I want to be out, you know, creating, sure. and making images, uh, and creating yeah. um, stories. So, so having that space stories. to go is nice to have, but you'd rather be out on the field and I would, doing, yeah, I would. I'd rather be outside. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's how a lot of people feel in Montana, I think. Yeah. Um, cool. So at the co-working space, have you met, um, a lot of other interesting people? It seems like yeah. from my experience, a lot of marketing or digital creative people work in co-working yes. areas. Yeah. Yes, I would say around me. Um, yeah, I, you know, and as as the demographics of Missoula shift too. You know, I mean, again, I, I haven't, I haven't. This is my first time at a co-work. You know, working, sure. being a member of a co-work mm-hmm. space. But um, I, you see a lot of computer programming. You see a lot of tele. Um, uh, commuting. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of folks that are new to Montana or new to Missoula that uh, don't necessarily work for companies based in Missoula. Um, so I think that that's interesting and that's new. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm meeting some people that have some really interesting yeah. jobs and are doing cool stuff. And that's really neat. You hope that, I mean, yeah, that's back to that self promotion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, we, all of those connections you make, you yeah. never know. We used to laugh what because you, we'd work for a week, you know, sitting in our office and staring at a computer and, <laughs> and be like, man, I'm just not feeling creatively um, jazzed and I'm not meeting people and I'm not coming right. up with these stories, ide- story ideas or, or whatever. And then we'd um, walk down to the coffee shop and work for a day in the coffee shop and you'd meet, you know, 10 people and you'd come up with 10 cool yeah. stories and you'd come up with, you know, 10 different um, points of communication um, and just so... Sometimes yeah, just being around up. people has something, yeah, is Moving, empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the way that we work with you here at Pillar Group is through Scouts, BSA, mm-hmm. Montana Council. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do for them? Oh, <laughs> yet to be, I mean, uh, it, every day can be a little different. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, I started working with uh, Jory Dellinger about maybe four or five years ago now, and originally it was just... They needed new images of camps, um, mm-hmm. primarily uh, youth involved in activities at camp um, or some maybe uh, other events, but mostly camps. So I just would spend some time um, wandering around uh, Melita Island or KBRM Scout Ranch. Not and a bad place to spend time, right? <laughs> absolutely not. And yeah. and uh, and you know. Um, Approaching it really sort of as a journalist where you're just sort of documenting what's happening and what's going on. The life of the campers. (laughs) Right. And uh, through the years, um, just, you know, becoming more and more involved with 
uh, messaging, um, sort of promotion of uh, of the camps and and Montana Council in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken on a little bit more of a role, I guess, um, uh, filling in some of the spaces and other spaces. Sure, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. And and uh, so you know exactly what I do or what my job title job title is. I'm not sure what my job title would be. <laughs> yeah, but what I do is just um, you know really try to showcase uh, visually and through stories um, how how special and how um, incredible you know the youth scouting experience is in Montana mm-hmm. and it really is were you ever a scout yourself I was not do you wish that you were <laughs> going um, to, I wish I could could have went to scout camp when I was young yeah you know I mean I don't no, I mean, there's a lot of you know, yeah. I, um, I wouldn't change my my childhood, childhood in any way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I feel really lucky that now I get, you get to, to be involved. Be not yeah, be involved and mm-hmm. and and learn. Um, you know, learn from the youth that are yeah. becoming these strong leaders in the communities. Definitely. And it's it's a uh, I'm happy that I get to be a part of it now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that that's some awesome information about how you're kind of jumping into marketing and yeah yeah what you're doing uh with media and um is there anything else you'd like to add we can cut it out (laughs) or if there's something you'd like me to ask you yeah i think that that's a cool overview no that's okay we also were just flying so it's no big deal cool well thank you so much for joining us and yeah it was exciting to hear about your story and where you are now yeah thank you for having me yep